Here we are again for another session of the podcast. It's my time to talk to Isaiah Alejandro. Three, three, two, two, one. one. It's time for the show. Action. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences past and present of everyday people. And now, here's your host, the one and only, Asher Asher Chua. How are you doing, man? Oh, no, I'm doing really good, man. It's good to hear from you. I always kind of think back to the first time I talked to somebody, and I always forget, did we meet at the Atlanta conference? No, I think it was the... um, the marriage conference in San Diego, 2017. Oh yes, that was right. That was right. Okay, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I was I was reminiscing before, and I just recorded a little piece of it, and I was like, yeah, I think that's where I met you, and I and I was like, oh, you're probably one of the first people when I that I met with an ETA that was like, okay, like everybody can have fun and still be like do serious things. Yes. No, and that's why I think I've stayed around and along for so long is because it was the first time I did have so much fun working mm-hmm. around something that was so serious. Uh, so it, it's been it's been it's been really good. I appreciate it. I appreciate the relationship I've got to you know got to make with everybody. It's it's funny because with that it's like if I remember right, did you and two other friends drove up from Arizona? Yep, at the time it was me, Daniel and Virginia that came up to volunteer. That's right. And um that's still one of my favorite volunteer shirts. I wish they would bring that style back. Yeah. I just saw the, not to say nothing against it, but I just saw the 1% and it looked kind of mustardy. And I was like, mm. <laughs> uh, let's go back. Let's go back to the, like the all black team. Uh, gotcha. so this is my preference. Well, I like that one because they like, they mixed it up a little bit, but the, um, I just, I like the evolution that um, Breathing University has kind of gone through. I guess I talked to uh, Sierra Say yesterday, and I, I didn't know for the longest time her last name was Say. I kept trying to say yeah. Shay. Yes, a lot of people have said, well, we, it's funny we all have those like weird names. Like when I first saw yours, I was like, hmm, is it Asher? <laughs> it's Ashure. Maybe there's an accent I'm missing there. Then what'd you do with the last name? I left it alone. <laughs> <laughs> in Arizona, when you don't recognize something, you just leave it alone. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. So that's, that's animals, I, people's names, people in general that you don't, yeah, you're like, nope, not going to touch that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, but tell, guess, me, tell, me, tell me what this is all about. What do you got going on? So I, I guess I kind of started this off of a, like inspiration from watching um, one of the guys I've met in Breathe University and um, kind of watching him on the prayer line or listening to him. And I watched how he did his interviews and I was just really impressed by it because he was able to communicate with people so well and really get to the heart of who the person was. So I, I wanted to do something similar, but not be a copy of it. And like, I kind of fiddled around with the idea a little bit last year. And then I think it was maybe this year or last year, I, I got on one of the uh, the social media calls with Nikki and Jose. And I'd, I'd asked a question, but I almost turned it into an interview session. And Nikki made a joke about it. And when she said it, all of a sudden, it's like something clicked in my head. And I was like, you know, I, I have been wanting to interview people. And who better to interview than people within Breathe University, people that I've, I've worked with, and people that I've met over the years, and just kind of like, people that I find interesting and that I just want to know more about and be able to share their story with the world because I find that a lot of people that I, I, I've i come to know, they're very good quality people and they're just, they're just as common as a person that's walking down the street. But many people, although they may appear to be common, they are, they do very uncommon things. Like they do what they're supposed to on time. Like they show up when they're supposed to, they go to work, they, they're about their business and they don't necessarily have people um, know about it or they don't necessarily make a highlight reel of it. And I just wanted to create something to highlight them and kind of let them tell their story and say, okay, this is what I'm about. This is what I care for and what I've come to like about what I do or what I, I dislike, but what I'm looking forward to and, and things like that. That That's the whole 
point of this this podcast, if that made any sense. No, no, I get, I get it completely. Um, who was the guy on the prayer line? Oh, Brian Keith. Oh yeah, okay, I know Brian. Yeah, he does the three sixty. Yep. If I'm not mistaken, the three sixty with Brian Keith. Yeah. No, I remember. No, good guy. I think he's what based out of Dallas. I believe so. Somewhere in Texas, either Dallas or Houston. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing them in one of your spots, but uh, no, that's real cool. Because I remember, because when you asked me to do this, like I remember there was a time just to to get you to talk was one one hurdle, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? And then just to get you to be in front of a camera was another. And now you're interviewing people, and I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Well, like, I figured, like I mentioned, I I got the idea, like I, I'd always kind of wanted to do it, but I was scared to, and I kept seeing people do it, and I, I procrastinated enough to where I kept watching people podcasts, and then just kind of, I took some, like a hiatus from social media and just people in general, just like creativity, but during that hiatus, I, I watched things like the uh, the Joe Rogan podcast and that kind of inspired me to do something like this in long form because I was like I don't like I appreciate podcasts like the uh, the secret to success and other people that are able to um, ask very good questions and just make it like a short format but I was like I, I just want to do something different and until I figure it out I just figured hey the fourth quarter is coming up might as well get started and I think I started, I went to the verified conference that they had in Philly because I hadn't gone to a conference all year. And a good friend of mine really pushed me to, or just, just encouraged me to say, Hey, are, are you going to go to a conference? Like what, just pick one and go to it. So I, I went there. I was just in the space being in the area where um, you see a lot of people that you've come to know online um, and getting the information you've got, of course, E was there. Um, there was a, a new person that they partner with, Karen Civil. She said a lot of things that really resonated with me because she was one of those people that operate in the background. And a lot of times when you, you don't necessarily like to be seen, you tend to get overlooked. So then you devalue a lot of what you do or what you can bring to the table. So I figured um, in writing down goals, like you're encouraged to at many of these personal development conferences, I wrote it down, but then I went home and I forgot about it for about two weeks. And then something kind of sparked. And I was I was talking to another guy from the prayer line who's also in Breathe You. And he goes by uh, Theo, the Smiling Barber. So I, I recorded the first session with him. But I, I even kind of messed up there because I um, we had a conversation for about 45 minutes. And then I finally realized, oh, crap, I wanted to record. Let me get this on Zoom. And we recorded something for about <laughs> so, minutes. Oh, so the, first, so the first time you go to do it, you didn't record it? <laughs> no, I, I didn't, like, I didn't record, like, the big meat of it, which would have been, like, wow. Because he was telling me about his recent experience in teaching, and he was going into detail. Because, I mean, it'd just be like we're having a conversation over the phone, but the one thing I don't want to do with this is try to monopolize my friends to be like, okay, like, let me just put it on the podcast. Like, I still want to be able to just have a conversation, but in a way that um, it can still be presented to somebody. So say if you're driving down the road, sometimes after work, it just helps to be able to hear somebody else speak like you. But if you can gain some kind of information from their life, you take that and you apply it to yourself or you become a little bit more encouraged about um, what you're doing because somebody's doing something that reinforces your dreams, your goals, things of that sort. That That's part of the reason why I listen to Joe Rogan, Secret to Success, and um, other ones that I may come across, and audiobooks for that matter. Yeah, and just having that open conversation with somebody else and hearing about how they did it. No, I get it. I'm just, like I said, I'm just blown away that you wanted to do something like this for such a long time and you weren't doing it. I think we've had conversations before about like what did you want to do, and I don't remember this ever coming up. No, so, it, it wasn't ever clear. So was, yeah, and that and, and that's what you know. Once you get the clarity, then it's just about okay, how do I make this unique, or how do I? And I think you're gonna figure it out. How many episodes have you done already? Um, I put the first one out last week, but I've probably recorded over ten at this point. And do you, 
Is there a reason why you haven't put them all out yet, or are you just taking them like week I by just, week? I need to edit them. That's the main issue. Like, I reached oh, out okay. to somebody. I put a, a, a post in the uh, Yeah, group, I saw that. And I think I got in contact with somebody, and then he encouraged me to um, go ahead and reach out to people to find my audience. And we had a follow-up conversation. We were actually supposed to talk yesterday, but I think he had some things going on on, on his end. So I'll, I'll get back to that. But it, it's just one of those things where, like, even getting on camera, like, beside doing the podcast, the only other time that I, I've seen myself on camera was um, practicing for the first speech that I gave in 2014 for a Toastmasters group that I joined. And that that just scared that just scared me, like, terribly to where... I, it's like weird to look at myself or weird. Yeah, it was weird to look at myself and weird to hear my voice, especially when it's being played back. And I'm just like, ooh, I, I don't like that. And somebody had suggested it to me for a way to practice, to be able to improve upon what you're doing. Because when you're able to see yourself, the camera doesn't lie. So regardless of what you think you sound like, whether it's good or bad, the more practice you get, the better it gets. So I, I recorded the first episode or like, semi-recorded it mid-August, didn't do anything afterwards, like got a little bit discouraged, but then started getting more out of my way by like starting my morning routine back up and um, getting in a specific part of the group where they had the uh, chameleon call, which is tied to the DISC assessment. And they did, they're doing a, we're doing a book study on the power of habit and the probably on chapter five now or six for this Saturday. But the First few times, like I would, I kind of, I got on a few of the calls and I was just like, okay, um, I don't know if I really want to do this or I don't know if I, like, I hear what they're saying. I hear the theory. I'm sure the person that wrote the book is intelligent, but I was still kind of hung up on, I don't, I know the process works because I've obviously gone to school, gone to work and like had good outcomes from there. But when you're in that very negative mind state, it doesn't really help you progress where you're at but just getting back around people that are going through the same thing and they're willing to open up and share it made it a little bit easier and then also leaving the toxic environment where I was at when we first met um, that helped a bunch and being able to get back home get around um, family get back into like a healthy routine that that made a big difference but ultimately it was having to decide that if I'm going to create new habits I'm going to follow through with step one and two but not get bummed out if I don't reach step three but just go back one two three one two one two three and then just keep doing that gotcha. but I was going to I was going to tell you and I'm going to be honest with you, I've done a, a whole bunch of these. And the one gap is, is people never put them out. Mm. And so um, I guess if I was the, the first thing I'll share of value, I'll share part of my story. The whole thing that got me started is I was I would go Facebook Live every Saturday for Avondale Advantage. Yeah. And we'll talk more about that later of what it is, but... I would go Facebook Live every Saturday. Mm. And this is back when nobody was really going live. Mm -hmm. So a lot more people would see it. Yeah. And I didn't care how it looked. I never even rewatched it. I never went back or anything like that. And so I think for about seven months straight, we went live every Saturday. And then that's what got me like my first speaking engagements. Gotcha. And, that's what, and what that led to was... I ended up getting into Eric Thomas's program, mm -hmm. being trained how to actually publicly speak. Right. And then getting in front of engagements that were video and audio recorded. Mm -hmm. And then learning how to do video edits, which now led me to where I am now, which I edit videos for Eric Thomas and a lot of high profile speakers. Mm. But if you would have told me that that would have started by a Facebook Live of me being like almost 400 pounds, talking about personal development, that was going to lead to where I am now, I wouldn't have believed you. Mm. So wherever you're at with your episodes, even if it's putting a logo on it and making sure that you know, people know that you're going to go every Monday or you're going to post something every Tuesday, yeah. even if you just pick one day out of the week, and I usually, and I love Saturdays, so at the time I think it's Saturday. Mm -hmm. But you just pick one day and you just put the episode out. 
Right. That's that's what I started last week. Yeah. Well, then where's the where's the one this week, Asher? That's it's it's not time yet. I've got a specific time. It's got to be five p.m. Okay. Gonna mess okay. Because don't, I don't have it don't, edited, don't. so I'm gonna have to put up something kind of janky and put then it, put it out anyway. Yeah, I'm just, just gonna, gonna put it out because oh, I mean, I did this. Uh, what was it? So I started recording them, and I think like by the end of September, uh, I either heard something or like something made me jump start it to where I'm like, okay like playing this double dutch with like okay should i do this should i not should i do this should i not it's like okay it's like stop doing that go ahead and set up a like put out requests to people and say hey do you mind if i interview you for a podcast i'm starting and i just put that out on on facebook through either people that i i know that i talked to recently people that were working with me whether it was for our resume building whether it was for um what was it like resume building people i've met through brief university i reached out to an old boss slash co-worker of mine that, no no i get all that yeah but so i mean I'm no, saying is you are always been a very detailed and assistive person right but i'm telling you in the very beginning mm-hmm. and this goes for anybody don't worry so much about how it looks or sounds okay because you'll kill yourself trying to do that right um what ended up happening when i edited my first speech i couldn't do it mm. like i was like man that sounded like a retard right and it wasn't, and I didn't because people loved it. They clapped. I remember being there. People clapping. They were like, oh, that's one of the great, greatest speeches I've ever heard. And I'm like, whoa. I was putting myself in this weird bubble of execution that I thought I needed to live up to. And really, all I had to do was be the best version I was at that time. Because you're going to learn more of the editing skills. That comes. Like, I just barely, this year, started figuring out how to mess with audio more. Mm-hmm. Especially with music and yeah, color grading, learning how to do color grading. Like you're gonna you're gonna pick some of these things up. So right. Well, it's be I'll go ahead and five p.m. Eastern pretty soon. So yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and and put it up because the thing that um, I went ahead and I did last week after I recorded was that I kept tell it was maybe like the ninth or tenth one that I recorded and I was like yeah I'll get it out to you but I was like I still only edited one and I'm never gonna get it out to them so then what I did I uploaded every single one that I've done so far on YouTube and made it unlisted shared it immediately with everybody that I'd recorded with and I said hey here's a raw um, version of the podcast. Let me know um, if you have any feedback or if you have anything that you'd like me to change on it before I, I put it out there. And I got positive feedback from that. And my thing was, okay, let me go ahead and put it out one day a week to start, but I'll record four days out of the week just so that I'm getting repetitions in regularly. And then if I can sustain that because I'm in transition right now, then I can put out multiple episodes a week or I can just chop it and put out sound bites of it to where people can catch a specific segment of it but i said to start let me just put it out one day so that it's at least consistent so that i don't say okay i'm gonna do four days and then i run out of um people to interview or i i get caught up or called out for something for work yeah because honestly like who says what the standard is for how many episodes you put out how many seasons you have how many you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I know a lot of people are like, man, if I don't put something out twice every week, and I'm like, like my, one of my favorite people is David Goggins because he'll post something and a million people look at it by, you know, after two hours. And I'm like, whoa. And he posts it whenever he feels like it or whatever he's committed to. But other than that, he's 100% on his, on his own thing, doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. No. But, you know, because my thing is, is anytime I'm brought to be, like, to do an interview, asked to do an interview, I just want to know what's the one thing that you wanted to know specifically for me. Gotcha. Because I've done, like I said, I've done a few of these, and not in a bragging way, but I've done a few of these, and every time they're like, tell me your story, tell me your story, and we'll you know, go through chunks of it and then we'll cover something that they really wanted to know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, just to help you out and help the audience out. So it's like not too long of a playtime or however it is. Yeah. But like, what's the one thing that you would want to know about my journey that would either help you or help the audience? 
So the main thing I was going to ask you is going to be two things. One, tell me who you say you are. Like if somebody asks me who I am? No, like I'm asking you directly, like, yeah, 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 yes. Um, if someone asks you who you are, like, who do you say that you are? What, do you, what is it that you say that you do? So I usually tell people up front that I'm crazy. And then the second thing I tell them is that I operate two different businesses. I operate a personal development business, it's Avondale Vantage, and then I also operate as a video editor and media manager for public speakers. And that's through Beast Mode Digital. So when they ask me who I, like, just in general, that's usually what I let everybody know. So can you say that one more time? Yes. I am. So like, like hey, Asher, like, yeah, Isaiah, what do you do? And I go, well, I operate a personal development business for Avondale, and then I operate as a video editor for Beast Mode Digital, and I specify in public speaking. So that's videos for public speakers. Got you. Okay. So then um, my follow-up to that would be, how did you get into the um, the, di the digital media? I know you, you highlighted that earlier where you, you talked about doing the lives and then going through the training program with um, ET and um, basically how you started and then that kind of snowballed to where you got speaking engagements and then you had the opportunity to, to go through the system. But how did you go from Facebook Live to um, digital media? Um, would you say, is it marketing or what, what's the... What, well, I specifically do media management and video okay. editing. Okay. So not so much marketing, more of the harvesting of content, posting, and stuff like that. Got you. When it comes down to marketing and branding, I'm still learning that, I would say. Um, I've had a lot of experience in it now, but my, my superpower is usually within the control and the creativity of it. But okay. to answer your next question as far as how did I get started, it would be necessity. Okay. Uh, Facebook Live, I... I got a call in August of 2016, I want to say, from Brian Thomas to speak mm -hmm. at his event. And that was the first time anybody had ever asked me to go speak somewhere. And um, that was the beginning of it. I had my speaking engagement with Brian. Then he invited me again to Texas a few months later to speak two times in Texas. And... Those, just before the first time I spoke in Texas with him, I joined the Game Changers with ET. Okay. Okay, and so I had my, I literally, the hour before my presentation, I had a coaching call with Kindle. Yeah. And he completely obliterated my speech and we rebuilt it before my presentation. Wow. And I gave that presentation and then even Brian was like, whoa, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. And for the next few months, did a lot of the training, um, broke down to my niche, which was, I was a medical assistant before all of this. Mm -hmm. So I started coaching and training medical assistants on how to get jobs. Okay. And that opened up my first speaking engagements. But what happens is, is in game changers, one of the things you have to do is you have to put out your videos. You have to put out videos of you speaking. You said you have so to put out videos of you speaking? Yes. One okay. of the things that CJ, who is the CEO of ECA, one of the yeah. things that CJ teaches you is you have to put out your content. No matter right. what it looks like, put out what you have when you got it. Okay. Hold on real quick. They're grinding me. Sorry about that. No, you're good. But the, so when I, uh, out of the few game changes at the time, I started putting out my videos, adding captions and adding transitions and really doing some of the beginning editing work that I'd ever done. Right. And what happened was is the other Game Changer speakers that I would practice with mm -hmm. saw my videos, and they gave me my first opportunity to do video editing paid. Mm -hmm. And that was the beginning of the transition. Um, I worked with Jorge Sierra for about two years. I've been working with Val for about two years. ET is going on a year and a half, two years mm -hmm. now. Um, and I just started to build a catalog because if you look at my first video edits, they're going to look like your first podcast. They're going to yeah. look kind of guerrilla warfare style. <laughs> uh, like, you know, 
because like right now like you have like the plain background yeah my video doesn't really work well on my computer so i can't really get it to go i didn't bring my tripod so like all these very first episodes that was my beginning and people loved you know people loved what i was doing at the time and that was the first time i had something where people loved what i was doing my genuine genuine affirmation of something that i was doing like i'd always been a great worker as a medical assistant i had won awards but people didn't really appreciate it as much say that last part one more time people people like that i worked with didn't really appreciate it that much or i felt that they didn't appreciate it that much okay and then this was the first time in my life where besides the speaking which i was i'm okay i'm an okay speaker i'm not definitely not a raw raw person right but uh, as a video editor it allowed me to tell stories the way i wanted to tell them Mm -hmm. and create an atmosphere around the whole whatever topic that they're speaking on mm-hmm. and i just always loved that and that's where to answer your question that's where it kind of all transitioned from that's, because once people because fa- once people found out that i was editing videos yeah because you got to understand a lot of the game changer speakers had zero videos and then all of a sudden they're having like five to six videos a week and they're like how are you doing that and then when they would tell them that I was doing it, they were shocked. Mm-hmm. And uh, not to back up too much, but before I got that first opportunity to edit for the Game Changers, um, Nikki, I remember talking to Nikki on the phone about how much to charge for video editing. Mm-hmm. And I remember in between me editing for the Game Changers, she sent me some client work to edit for some other speakers. Not necessarily ET, which was which ended up being my ultimate goal. Yeah. But she wants the media for ET, so she liked my videos. Mm-hmm. I knew that that was one step closer to getting an opportunity. Hmm. So that was all around that same time, and that was the fall of 2017. Gotcha. Yeah. That's you, know, you. You answer that beautifully. And I, I went ahead and I put the video up on YouTube, so it should be live at five to premiere. Sweet, I'm telling you, man. Thank you for that encouragement, because it's like I could have sat there and turned my wheels and already broke the consistency that I wanted to start at the first of the month. And and look how quickly, like people think, like people think that you break consistency because mm-hmm. it's some big event. And really right. it's not. Sometimes it's just a little thing in your head that's like, you know what, you need to do it this way, you need to do it that way. Right. And I that's why I tell people I'm crazy because I learned to tell that person to shut up inside my own head. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm putting things out or just being creative or just and you'll start seeing it now even more on my page. I'm gonna yeah. start sharing more of my blogs and stuff like that, more of my processes. Because I just, I don't care how it looks to anybody because what I thought looked really cool didn't look cool and I would put another video out and people would just send me messages like, oh my God, how did you do that? And I'm like, really? I worked four hours on this other one. I didn't get one single message. I threw this one up in 15 minutes and you guys loved it. Yeah. So I would, you know, it's important to me that now when I tell people just to do whatever they're going to do and not worry about what other people think. Mm. Take the the feedback from it because you can learn from it. But there's a difference of reading a comment emotionally and reading a comment to get further ahead. And I read comments now to get further ahead. Gotcha. So I guess, how how did you get, like, how did you come to make that, that distinction, reading comments to get ahead versus being emotional about them? Has that always been a thing for you? Just you could care less, no. you're always looking to get ahead? No, because I was, my to piggyback off the disc assessment, I was a chameleon mm-hmm. and a, a very high flamingo. Okay. So that means I was emotional. Mm-hmm. But I was also a medical assistant for 11 years, so I had to be very systematic and I had to be very personable. Right. Um, but the, but what helped me was I quit my job. I gave a 30-day notice 
um, in September of 2017. Mm-hmm. And my last day at work was September 22nd. Mm-hmm. And I had no plan. I was in the middle of the speaking training. I had gotten some free public speaking events, but mm-hmm. all I had was what was ever in my 401k and a little bit of money in the bank, and I just quit my job. Right. And when you quit your job and you put yourself 100% into something, if you spend time thinking negative or you spend time worrying about stuff, that's when you die or that's when you have to go back to your job. You become very more, how do I survive all this? Mm. And when I was looking at feedback, especially on my videos, I, you know, to kind of follow Gary Vee, he came out with something that said, add captions because nobody really watches your videos with yeah. sound on. And my big thing was like, oh, well, I put all this time into the music and how it sounded. Mm-hmm. Then I just put captions on it. So when I put captions on my first video, that's when somebody reached out to me to do a video and add captions. Gotcha. So I got, I quickly learned because not having a job and trying to figure out how you're going to get paid, that if I'm too emotional about what I think is good, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to last. And the market will tell you what they like and what they don't like. And you just got to be able to listen to it, whether it's mm-hmm. good or bad. That's a great point. And always, always easier said than done, but I will tell you, last week I edited, you know, this is a humble brag, but last week I edited a video that people didn't really like on E.T.'s page, but emotionally, E.T. loved the video. He said it almost made him cry. Mm-hmm. Like that feeling for me as somebody who creates stuff for clients, when you're able to create that experience for them, even if it's just for them, yeah. um, that is priceless to me. So if you're too busy worrying about what everybody else thinks, you won't be able to create those experiences for other people. Gotcha. That's a good point that you, you made there, that if you're too busy worrying about, say that one more time, sorry. Yes, if you're too, too worried about what people think about what you do mm-hmm. instead of focusing how you can create an experience either for your client or for your audience, mm-hmm. then, then that's where you have trouble. Yeah. That's where you can get stuck. Because like now I create videos that I want to create an experience for people. Mm-hmm. Almost like if they go and watch a movie. Right. Um, and for me, my most recent motivation was the Joker movie. I don't mm. know if you've got to see that yet, but not yet. I'm, I'm going to go see it this weekend. After I saw that movie and all the backlash that they got for it, I mean, the way they shot it, the colors, the experience, the experience that they created in the movie, mm-hmm. it, that was what like you'll start seeing like the the newer ETV or anybody's videos that I'm making right now. Yeah. The newer videos that I come out, they're going to be more experience-driven than they are going to be just can I add a flashy transition. Okay, I got you. And is that, like, is the, like, I know you mentioned you, you got into the video editing because of, like, just trying to figure it out for yourself to be able to put something out. Um, is your inspiration from watching the Joker movie, is that something recent or is that something that you've always kind of had an eye for to like put something out of quality from maybe like a film perspective or creating an experience? So, and me and Nikki, to answer the question in a long form, me and Nikki had a conversation of like where we wanted to go with what we're doing and creating and a lot of that was to look back on how or why we started or what we liked the most about it right so for me i love and this is going to date myself a little bit but i loved in the 90s when they had the vh1 behind the music Mm. um i like sports but i like sports documentaries more than i actually like the game okay um, and so I was watching all of those growing up, especially just being on the music world, especially, you know, uh, you can find them now, like the VH1 classic albums. Um, if you look at VH1 classic albums, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, mm-hmm. like when you see all these documentaries and how people put things together and how they created stuff, 
that has been one of my motivating factors to do what I do. And had I never gotten away from medical, I don't know if I would have ever tried doing that. Mm. So I would tell you the Joker is just a very recent thing because the movie just came out very recently. But like, I remember seeing the movie Inception, Mm -hmm. The Dark Knight, and really thinking like, oh man, those visual effects were really cool and the story was really good to me. How can I do something like that? How can I visually change something, make it look unique, and then tell a story? Like, I I can't pinpoint it to one motivating thing, but I would tell you that I remember VH1 behind the music was one of the first times that I wanted to be able to tell other people's stories, not necessarily just my own. Gotcha. I think, well, I mean, I, I like that you're answering it in your, the questions in long form, because that's really what I'm aiming at is to just get you to express your point, how you feel you want to best express it. Because then it's like, I at least get to view the authentic version of you and the people that listen will be able to um, hang on to those things about you to be like, okay, this is the real Isaiah. It's not a soundbite. It's not like he's trying to like fabricate something and I'm not, yeah, that that's all I'll say on that. But um, that's really, that's really important because I guess, like you said, um, at least having the conversation with Nikki about what you guys wanted to do, it kind of, it either triggered what was already there or it just kind of opened your eyes to like the Joker movie, for instance, because not sure what the technical term is, but you know, when they say, if you have a, um, like if you buy a certain car or a certain product, or if you recently come in contact with that, you start seeing that everywhere. So like if you just bought a Toyota um, Corolla, that's what I drive. I started seeing the those like everywhere on the road. Like every time I would drive, I'd be like, oh, there's my car over there, or there's my car over there, or there's my car. It's like, I think that that's really important that you mentioned that, that it, it may not have just been one thing, but at least from what you recall, it's the conversation you had with Nikki about what you guys wanted to do going forward and you've already you were able to put out something that impacted the person that you were doing it for positively and that reinforced what you were aiming to create yeah and and, and for me what i've run into now is i run into a lot of old versions of myself Mm-hmm. So I remember I was very, even though I was very emotional and system driven, I was very egotistical. Mm-hmm. And so now putting my ego aside to make sure that I get what I need to get done or need to get what I need to get. Yeah. Um, as far as equipment or just to get anything out there, if I need to get training or whatever that is, mm-hmm. the quicker I was able to put that aside. It allowed me to look at things not in a judgmental way, right? but to be like, man, what can I take away from this? And so I've had a few moments in my life that, are, that have been like that. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you most recently now, it's almost everything that I watch. It'll be this podcast episode. Um, it'll be, um, I got my, my ESPN Plus, so I went and watched all the ESPN 30 for 30s. So I'm going to mm-hmm. probably watch those a few more times. Gotcha. And I'm really going to just start looking at things not from technical, like, oh, how did they do the cut? Like, critiquing. I'm not going to look at it with the critiquing. I'm going to look at it like, man, what experience were they going to, were they wanting me to have when I watch this? Right. And so that that's... I know that's where I'm. That's where I'm at right now. Um, but it took it took doing the Facebook Live when I didn't want to do Facebook Live. It took traveling when I didn't have the money to travel and access the credit card and getting into debt. To now, I'm paying things off. I'm operating in my gift. It took a level of investment that not everybody is willing to make. So by you even posting the video on time is a level of investment that most people don't want to make. Thank you. You're welcome. Because to me, I, now that I run Instagram pages and I see the messages that people get and I see the comments that people make, the mm-hmm. thing that they're avoiding the most is the investment. Whether that's to pay the thousand dollars for the training, 
who sleep in the airport overnight because they can only afford the plane ticket that, you know, is a red-eye flight. Right. Um, I think most people, they are avoiding the level of investment that if they would just start now, take take the jokes, take, take any butt whooping that they're going to get on social media or just in general and just keep working through that, um, they'll be that much happier on the other side. Because I'll tell you, I am happier now than I've ever been in my whole life. And you, what do you attribute that to? Um, peace of mind. Um, being around ETA, ET, and ETA, and everybody. When, uh, I'll tell you, the conversation I was having 10 years ago was 2009. I was at the bar getting drunk. And we were just bitching about work. So fast forward to 10 years later, now every conversation I have is about how can we do the things that we want to do and how do we make it happen. It's just right. a different conversation altogether. So being around other people who are searching for what makes them happy and having that peace of mind. Mm. Like I can't pinpoint it to one thing, but just like people who, are, who will find your podcast yeah. who are looking to do personal development, they already know that they got to do meditation, they got to set a routine, they got to do some of these habits. Right. And doing all, of, doing all of that is what's been able to make that possible. Mm-hmm. Good point. Like, ooh, I'll share a perfect example today. Yeah. We were supposed to have our podcast about, I think, almost two hours ago. Yeah. I ended up setting up my workout session at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's easy for me to talk. It's not easy for me to get on a treadmill. Mm. So I had to message you and let you know when you messaged me like, hey, are we getting on? I'm like, hey, it would have been easier to jump off the treadmill and just do the interview. Right. The hard part would have been able to tell you, no, I have to go and work out. Mm. And so I took the harder road not knowing where it would end up because you could have said no I'll, you know I'll just i'll do something else so you know but i do believe in some serendipity of i had to go do my workout i had to put myself in a better frame of mind right. because my workout does that for me because mm-hmm. um, natural endorphins and all the bio- biological things that happen when you exercise to then now we have this type of conversation as opposed to in the back of my mind, I know I didn't work out and I know I ran away from something. And how can I talk about personal development when I'm running away from something? Right. That's a, that's a good point because it's like, you'll definitely discourage yourself from something if you're feeling um, the hypocrisy of what you're saying. Because for, for me, the thing that kind of scared me about even getting on video or getting on camera was that I didn't feel like I had my life together and I didn't want to dare tell anybody to get like encourage them even to get their stuff together as I was struggling to put myself together. And like for one reason or another, or I guess for better, I decided I was just going to do um, I was just going to do rather than just deliberate and do that because going back to the disc assessment, I'm a high chameleon turtle naturally. And it's like the only times that I've been able to do something successfully or force myself out of my head was to go against kind of what I would do naturally to say, okay, if I need to do this rapid fast, let me go ahead and use the structure to schedule things out, but schedule it in a manic fashion where I have to record minimum four sessions a day. That way I've got, I can still balance everything else that I'm doing, whether it's job applications or, um, or if it's getting up in the morning, like getting up in the morning and, and um, just going for a walk, meditating. Uh, that's been working out for me to just get my energy up, like you mentioned earlier about the endorphins and things. And once I started doing that, I think it was the week before the 1st of October, because I was like, I've got to change what I'm doing because what I'm doing isn't working. And as soon as I did that, I happened to jump on Facebook, just kind of browsing. I was going to check one of the, uh, like the business page because I I got back into social media, trying to figure out how you use it properly to promote what you post, tying it to what you're about so that people get to know what I'm trying to do if they're going to bother to look at it. Because it's like, okay, if I'm posting these music clips or quotes randomly like okay what is this guy really about 
And I just kept doing things with activity. And without knowing it, Rochelle, um, it was the health motivator. She happened to be doing this workout with Rochelle's starting on October 1st. And I was like, oh, okay, like I can always count on Rochelle to have a workout. And I haven't been to the gym in a while. And thankfully it was a, a hit training workout for 15 minutes. And I was like, I can do that. So I jumped on there and there happened to be this watch party feature, which is the first time I'm seeing it on Facebook. So I just clicked on it. And I guess people can watch the video that you're watching, but I wasn't I was more concerned about doing the workout. So I did the workout and just commented and shared it um, just to encourage other people to to do the workout because I felt it helped me. My legs burn, but in a good way. Um, granted, by day three, I was tired and like my shoulders and everything were sore, but I was like, well, I've already started something. So it makes sense for me to keep going. And to, to just add to that, instead of telling myself that, oh, I might not be able to get up at 5 a.m. and do the workout with her the fact that it's posted on Facebook and it sits in the history I just go to I just went to her page and by 5 p.m. or later whenever I could I just went there opened up the thing hit the watch party and just started working out and eventually I turned the camera on it, it gives you the feature so that somebody else can see you working out and then um, random friends on my page would kind of jump in and start waving. Like initially I, I waved to some, but then once the workout's going, I just kept kept doing that. And fast forward to today from last Monday, I um, was supposed to work out with her, but unfortunately I overslept and I woke up right at the time that she was starting. So I like rushed downstairs. I was At first I was like, oh crap, oh crap. And I was like, well, stop saying oh crap and go do something about it. So I go down, I try to get on the uh, the Zoom call. Since I missed the deadline, I couldn't do it. But I was like, I can still watch it and work out. So instead of complaining in the comments, I stopped doing that. I said, oh, I missed it. I'm sorry. It's like, stop apologizing. Stop being sorry. Just do the workout. That's what you came, you came here to do. So I went right on her page. I clicked on it, did the watch party thing, turned on the camera, and just did the workout I was going to do with her anyways. And at the end of it, I just left a little comment to myself saying I might have missed the bus to the workout with Rochelle, but I still got to the school of working out with Rochelle. Like I did what I set out to do. And then I went on with my day and I didn't look back complaining and whining that I didn't make the time. Therefore, the entire day shot. And I would tell you that for me, that was the person that I was before all of this ended up happening would be like, oh, that goes, well, there goes the whole year. Right. Not even the whole day. <laughs> just, to, just to be 100% with you. Right. Um, because even now, like going back to what you said earlier, I, how am I supposed to tell people how to get their life in order and I don't have my life in order? Mm -hmm. um, I quit focusing on the whole concept of somebody getting their life in order. So like now when I coach people, I ask them what they need help with and we work on what they need help with. Mm. And so like for one of my clients, he wanted to raise, he wanted to raise an extra $15,000 this year. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got him to the 15000 goal because he was going to backtrack and only make it 5000 Right. And so my job wasn't to show him how to make extra money. My job was specifically just to hold him accountable to the goal that he wanted and to the actions that got that done. And funny enough, by helping him get his money together, it actually helped me get my money together a little bit better and even take it even further to get my investments. And so to your point about everything in order, nobody ever has everything in order. Because right now, all my bills are paid, but me and my brother are not getting along so well. So it's like, am I not going to do work because me and my brother don't get along? Because somebody might come up and say, your brother thinks you're an asshole? I could have told you that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know? Right. So I, I, I let that part go. I let that will get attached to was the goal to look like I was working out or was the goal to work out? Right. And like you said, um, I may have missed the bus, but I got to the school. And I really like that analogy because what I'm running into now is I'm trying to get other, I don't say I'm trying. I'm working with other creators to help them build up this as a business and to get the steady work, mm -hmm. but they get caught up on the bus instead of the school part. I'm like, hey, you missed the deadline. That's fine. I still need the video. 
because even if I turn it in late or I had to turn in a different video, we could still use that video as a catalog. I think for me specifically, I'm just to let you know, my animal switched now to a higher D. So more of the gorilla, more of the get it done. And um, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care too much. Well, I do, uh, let me let me rephrase that. I care what it looks like within some of the parameters that I set. Like if it needs to have captions or it needs to have a logo on it. Like there's certain things that are just non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. But I can tell even more so people are just in their head way too much about certain things that they put out as a product. Right. Because when they were doing free work, there was no, like if you liked it, you liked it. Right, right. But as soon as, and I'll tell you, Asher, as soon as even the smallest money amount, I paid, paid $20 for somebody to do captions the other day and they didn't get it done. Mm. And it was a bunch of excuses in their head on top of some real life excuses, but they still just didn't get it done when they had the time. Right. So for me, even for myself, that challenge of, okay, just get this done, just put it out and not worry about what people think. Mm. And if the client has feedback, ask them specifically what they want you to change, and then change it as quickly as you possibly can. And, that, and that's and that's it for me. That's if anything, if anything that comes out of this podcast from start to finish, that would be the one thing that I want people to understand is just to do whatever it is that you want to do, and not worry about how other people look at it. Say so one more time. I said, I want people to do whatever it is that they want to do and not worry about what other people look at. Got it. Thank you, Isaiah. That's the perfect place oh, no, to wrap it up. No, you're welcome. I was like, you can find me on at Instagram at Isaiah Alejandro. Find me on Facebook at Isaiah Alejandro. <laughs> perfect. No, real talk, though. I appreciate it. Was there I mean, anything I'll, I'll put that me? out there for you. No, 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 you get good. People will find me if they find me. Gotcha. I'll, I'll tell you this much. I did an interview for, I didn't know it was a, excuse one thing. I didn't know it was a podcast. Gotcha. I, I networked with the guy that runs his own media team out here, and I thought we were just going to meet up to speak about what we were doing and see if we could connect. Yeah. And, I, and then I found myself in a room with, like, four cameras. Mm-hmm. Like, like really expensive cameras, and we're at a table with microphones doing a damn podcast. And I'm like, holy smokes. Oh, so they just kind of walked you into the belly of the beast. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. So that's why, because Eddie, in his mind, when he says we're going to meet up, to, he thought I knew what he did, and I didn't know what he did. Right, right. But, you know, to that point, like I said, just um, – they put that podcast out there and then somebody found me and through that podcast and started messaging me about that, which is really weird. <laughs> that was the first that was the first time that nothing through BU, nothing yeah. through Beast Mode, nothing through Avondale Advantage. Somebody through a third party saw an interview I did with him mm-hmm. and then got connected with me. It turns out he was in Beast he was not in Beast Mode, he was in BU anyway, which is weird. Okay. But he just happened to find you outside of BU. Yeah, in that podcast, in that thing. So, is there anything else you need from me, Asher? You don't get? No, sir. I'll probably reach out to you just to kind of do a better job of keeping up. I I know I kind of fell off for a little bit, but I'm back now, and I'm not not planning to go anywhere anytime soon. Or at least if I if I start bugging out, I'll reach out to you soon. And you know me, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a very solid answer. Be like. I'm freaking out, man. I'm like, put on some shoes, go run a mile, work out a little bit, and put your head out of your ass. Yeah. That's what I have, because that's what I did. Just be honest with you. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, if you're ever emotionally distressed, nothing nothing takes the weight off your mind by picking up 100 pounds and putting it down. Because I don't look like a bodybuilder, but I'm telling you, when I get too stressed out, I just go lift some weight. Yeah, that that thing's like it works miracles, like no no joke. Because it's it's like, and it's simply for that purpose. Like you may not even be trying to get become a bodybuilder or anything like that, but just getting in there, moving the weight, having that resistance, like Mm -hmm. 
and you kind of being able to take out your frustrations or even just challenge yourself it it does a lot and um it's definitely something not to be played with so i'm, I'm glad you you did that and you kept to your appointment because i i respect i respect that because i know that you care about your health and that's something very valuable that does more. I'm sure you're, you're feeling refreshed and more at ease now than when um, than if you would have skipped that to do this or if you would have tried to do both of them at the same time. It just wouldn't have worked out right. Oh, yeah. And I'm telling you, I that's why I'm telling you, like, I get what you get what you go through, Asher. I get through. I get what a lot of people go through inside their head. Mm-hmm. Um because it's constant for me. If I don't do what I need to do, like like you said, how can I put other people's life in order? You know, really what I focus on is just keeping my mind right. If I can just keep my mind right, it doesn't matter what test that I set myself to, we're good. But as soon as my mind is not right, you know, to be honest with you, if I would have missed that workout, I probably wouldn't have done the interview. Because I just wouldn't have just been, I just wouldn't have been feeling it. I would have just felt, I don't know, there's something about it. I just, I wouldn't have felt right. Well, it is well. But yep. no, likewise, I sure, I'll try to keep up with you a little bit better. I know it's a little bit crazy. Um, but let me know when the episode's done. Okay. Hey, do you, last thing, do you recommend that I go ahead and put them out more than just once a week like I planned? Or um, I, I recommend this couple things. Yeah have a theme for your show okay whether that's the one question um that it's around yeah whether it's personal development or whatever that um, and i would recommend since you have 10 of them mm-hmm. just put them out once a week okay because if you get just stay consistent once a week you can add on top of it you can do a blog right chop it up into micro content and put it out throughout the whole week. Um, but if you just stay consistent of putting one interview out a week, you have 10. I don't know how many weeks are left in the year, but that's pretty much the rest of the year. Right, right. So you have you have a whole season. Yeah. So you can be like, oh, season one of Ashes to Ashes, Dust to Dust, podcast, <laughs> or whatever you're going to call it, you know? Oh, I, I called it it's my time podcast for now because one of the guys from BU, I, I asked him for, I put out a question out there to say, hey, um, I have an issue with um, being monotone, so looking for a voice coach. And he was like, I'm a rapper, I'm not a voice coach. And I'm think I'm going to put out his episode next week. And um, he, was just, he was just telling me, it's like, okay, why don't you do this for me? He's like, go ahead and say, it's my time. And I was like, okay, I, I went ahead and I said it just like that. And he said, like, put put more force into it. He had me do that three times. And he's like, did you see that? Did you see what you did? Like, use that and go forward with what you want to do. Like, just take that and keep practicing. And then your voice will get better. And essentially, I got something similar from Brian, from BK, because I asked him a similar question. Because I was like, there is somebody dynamic. I wonder how he does it. And it was basically the same thing, like, put something out there with energy and just like we talked about, get started and just keep chipping away at it and work at what you're trying to build. Stay. And for me, I would have told you just to stay monotone. Because <laughs> 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 I'll tell you, and I might date myself, I'll, I'll tell you this and then we'll uh, get to let you go. But, uh, All right. um, the rapper, it's a gang star. You ever heard of him? No, I'm I'm not really good on hip hop knowledge. I'm oh, I'm okay. educating I'll myself. I'll send you. I think that's how they start. Excuse me, Gangstar, like that. Gangstar. Oh, okay, okay. I'll, gotcha. I'll send you one of the songs, one of my favorites. But he's the he's the monotone. Mm. <laughs> he was a monotone. He was really good. I like the gotcha. group. But uh, as soon as you said a monotone, I'm like, why don't you be the the king of monotone? <laughs> I'd rather you be the king of monotone. You know what I'm saying? Because I have enough people yelling at me already. Right, right. <laughs> well, I mean, if nothing else, I, I know um, I've heard a lot of people say they, they actually appreciate, like, you can still have, like, vocal variety without necessarily yelling at somebody, but they say there's something powerful, and I kind of get that from talking with you, that there's a sense of calmness that comes with that. Like, I get it from you. I get it from listening to Carl on the uh, Secret to Success podcast. And um, 
it's just something like you you can hear the same message but you hear it in a different tone in a different way and then it just makes it easier to receive or just you're able to receive it maybe at like a different stage in your life yeah there's no one way i need to get my motivation or my information so i would tell you i would tell you change the podcast name be the king of monotone be the king of monotone <laughs> dang it i shouldn't have bought the, the other domain <laughs> you can switch it for next season. You can call yeah. it a season. Well, okay. The first that season. Works. The that first works. season could be. And this will be um, the first episode of the second yeah. season. Say, hey, this is the King yeah. of the Podcast. Yeah. Well, you you just you can call it the season. This is the monotone season. This oh, is the okay. King of monotone okay. season. Okay. Right? So, yeah, That's so a good you point. Keep your keep your domain. There we go. I didn't know right. you. I didn't know you were dropping money already. <laughs> but yeah, I'll talk to you later. I'll send you that right. video. Appreciate it.